from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Friday edition of Ken LaVica Live here on ESPN 106.3 presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And every week we are joined by our sports agent insider, our sports law insider. He is Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, longtime NFL agent Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. He's represented them both. Pat Lawler joins us here on Ken LaVica Live. Pat, uh, I know that it's um, it's the 7th of January, so I'm very late on this, but uh, Happy New Year, and I promise I won't uh, tell you to that uh, tell you that uh, voice-to-voice again, uh, but I wanted to get it out of the way. I trust the holidays were okay. I know that COVID is all over the place, but uh, holidays were okay for the family? They were. We had a real nice time. Yeah, it's good to have family back, you know, in this maddening time that we're in, but it was nice. Um, so I, I, we have a plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about here, but let's start with the topic of the week, and that's Antonio Brown. And, man, is there a lot to unpack. So we know the shirtless jumping jacks, the leaving the sideline, uh, the embarrassment that was what happened in New York, Antonio Brown uh, saying that, yeah, I was injured. I was refusing to go back into the game. Bruce Arians uh, was trying to force me into the game and then release me on the sideline. Uh, the statement from Antonio Brown through the lawyer that that's what happened. Uh, Bruce Arians yesterday then saying that it was more Antonio Brown not going back into the game because he was upset that he wasn't getting the ball. Uh, this has been really wild. It always is with Antonio Brown. What do you, with your background such a long time in the NFL, representing players, dealing with front offices and head coaches, what do you make of this whole A.B. saga? I think it's probably been building for a while there on, outside of our view. Something's been going on there. You know, B.A., Bruce Arians, I had some interaction with him when he was at the Cardinals when I had players there. He's a, he's a tough-nosed guy, you know, and and he asks you, he's, he's your friend, and he wants you to play well, but if you don't do something he likes, he has no hesitation to tell you to hit the road, and that's exactly what he did. I see A.B. being somebody who I think it had to do with wanting to get certain catches to make money from it because he had some bonuses. Yeah. He did have some injury, and they're playing it up now because of two reasons. One, there's going to be an injury grievance as well as a grievance in general, so he gets his full pay and possibly trying to get his bonuses that he likely would have earned if he had got a few more catches in a touchdown. So it's a whole ploy now, and I think he's going to fall flat on his face on it. I think he'll get the grievance on the injury, because he obviously did have injuries, but the rest of it I think will, will fall on the wayside. Interesting. And so uh, you think now this is damage control to, to make sure that he, he's insured some of the money. So now here's my next question. And uh, earlier this week uh, on the show, I was pretty adamant that, hey, A.B., that was embarrassing. Um, but this immediate reaction to, well, his career is done after that, I'm not so sure. I just feel like there's enough talent left in him that an NFL coach, and you know NFL coaches like to think, hey, I can change him or I can make him productive. It's happened throughout A.B.'s career. There's still enough of that left in the league. I think he may play again. I think he may have an NFL uniform on again. But what do you think? Is A.B.? done with the NFL, or does he have some football left in him after this? Well, I think he has some football in him, whether a team wants to deal with that the crap, pretty much, I don't know. I, listen, uh, I remember Greg Lloyd, I got called to, about to talk to him, and, and the Cowboys picked up a guy, and Greg, it was documented, 
Greg, uh, what happened with him and the girlfriend in Charlotte, we you know, I don't know the full extent, yeah. but Greg Hardy, excuse me, I think Greg Lloyd, apologize to Greg Lloyd on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he can play ball, there's no question. You've seen him out there, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they want to win, but he just seems to cause so many problems there. And he's been with two teams, uh, Brady on both instances, who's kind of been his savior. And I don't know if there's any other Brady's out there that take him under his wing, maybe. Aaron Rodgers, maybe, or, or uh, he, he may fit in Kansas City. They're taking Josh Gordon back. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities, to put it that way. What if, and this is purely a hypothetical, but I want to uh, I, I, I want to pick your, your NFL agent mind here. What if uh, Antonio Brown calls Pat Lawler and says, hey, Pat, can you put the agent hat back on? I want to try and play. Uh, what, what would Pat Lawler, NFL agent version of Pat, say? Uh, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't get involved. You know, he's had his day, and uh, listen, regular players where they have out there have issues that we're dealing with all the time as agents. When you get into somebody who has so many issues, and all you're doing, I always say, when you're out constantly on the defensive, trying to justify somebody's behavior, you're never on the offensive. You know, and so you may make a little money out of it, but boy, it's insane. Uh, you know, what's going on with the guy. It's unfortunate because he's so talented. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat, so many years as an NFL agent, and he has your back. Uh, if you have a personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, a boating accident, a motorcycle accident, an automobile accident, uh, fans falling out of the stands in Washington, he's mm. got your back. It's Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation. Wanttolawyerup.com. How scary was that, by the way, those Eagles fans just falling through the railing in Washington? That is, I mean, that is. All joking aside, uh, those are lawsuits waiting to happen, it seems like. Yeah, it's, that was pretty scary. Thank God it was in only five to six feet and not 20 to 30 feet. But uh, like I told you, risk management there for a reason. I mean, it's, it's, it's unequivocal that fans gather on those railings when the players are coming out of the tunnel. And not to uh, know that that is secure enough to hold 10, 15 people uh, deep pushing on that. It's obvious it wasn't. They're very lucky if somebody gets severely hurt and, on that one. That's scary. And that's not a situation where, oh, on the back of the ticket, it says uh, it, it absolves uh, blame from the organization like you'd see on the back of a baseball ticket where they clear themselves of any foul balls or any injuries that come from airborne bats. Like, that would be, if there were major injuries, that's on Dan Snyder and the Washington football team, right? Yeah, that is, because it, it's probably something temporary they put in there and it encompass a bunch of different entities. Be the team they probably hired a subcontractor to do it. I don't know if it's a permanent structure at the stadium, but yeah, the, uh, the, the ticket and the uh, quote assumption of risk is inherent in going to the game. Uh, something with a railing fails like that is not inherent uh, in going to uh, cheer on your team and say hello to players when they're going in and out of the locker room. The rare trifecta where we can get Pat on sports agent matters and sports law matters and uh, personal injury matters as well. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Get your free consultation. Decades of trial experience. Pat's just looking out for you. Once you get the compensation you deserve, that's wanttolawyerup.com, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Kirk Street because you and I have talked so much about college football bowl game opt-out on the sports business side and Kirk Herbstreit at the Rose Bowl 
on Saturday morning saying, you know, I just don't think this generation of college football players loves the game of football. I thought that was extreme. I thought for, and then we saw it with Matt Corral, the Ole Miss quarterback later that day. First quarter, bad right foot injury. Someone who is a potential first-round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, what did you make of that from Kirk Herbstreit? Because I thought that was wildly inappropriate, to be honest. He, he needs to get up with the times. I mean, he's obviously never represented a player who's going to go high in the draft and take care of his family for the rest of his life. Where's Kirk Herbstreit going to be, let's say, if Corral broke his ankle and had to have surgery and lost 10 or $15 million? That's the problem. It's a business. These guys, Kirk Herbstreit's making a ton of money. Is it uh, me and a football coach hate football like a, a Kelly? that leaves Notre Dame or other coaches that leave before a bowl game to go to their new job and sit up in the stands or Napier, et cetera. No, I mean, it's a business. It's a business in college football. And these kids, when they're getting to that point to go to the NFL, you have one shot to get drafted, okay? One shot to go high and get that signing bonus and get a guaranteed contract. And I don't blame them for opting out. It's best for the business. You don't see anybody opting out in the championship round, do you? No. And that's a difference. Yep, and, and, and bowl games. I mean, yeah. No, you're you're right. And the the, the bowl games are exhibitions. And my listen, if guys opt out, guess what? There's someone behind them who is going to play, and they're going to play really hard. You don't see guys half-assing it in these bowl games. And if you can accept that, then you're good. But I, for me, and this is why you don't see opt-outs at the college basketball level. Because guess what? These teams get in the tournament and they have a championship to play for. Even these smaller schools, there's still a championship to play for. And so this is an inherent thing that's going to happen in college football. You put so much emphasis now on a playoff, you've got to live with the consequences. Yeah, you're right. I think it definitely would uh, increase the, the lack of opt-outs. But if you look at the totality of the opt-outs during the bowl games, it's a very, very, very small percentage. Right. Very small. Yep, you're right. Uh, and that's not only the players who are maybe top two, three round rated guys that opt out. The guys later, I think they make they make a mistake. But then again, just getting drafted in the NFL is, is an incredible uh, feat nowadays. Uh, and it also gets gets you a little bit of money too, and which kids and their families need. Yeah, exactly. This is a business. College football is a business, and now players are starting to cash in a bit on this business or understand the business, and that's why these things are happening. It's really not difficult. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. Pat Lawler, former NFL agent. He is our sports agent insider, our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, I want to bring you back to 2012, Pat, uh, and you know the name, you being an FAU guy, Keith Reeser, who was a sure thing NFL defensive back, uh, he ended up uh, tearing his ACL in a game late in the season, 2012, in an FAU win over UAB, and we were all crushed. And, uh, I mean, this was a guy that we knew was going to the next level, and so he had to go into the draft process unable to work out because he had the torn ACL, and it was late, and he was rehabbing. Uh, if you're uh, an NFL agent and you're representing a player who can't go through the combine process or the workout process because he suffered a large injury. How do you navigate through that? Well, the first thing uh, was the FAU player, Aziz. He's a perfect example. Aziz Alshire, yeah. He tore, he tore his ACL. I believe he went undrafted, and now he's playing at a Pro Bowl level with the 49ers. I think the key, Ken, is recovery from ACL surgery is very successful nowadays. That's number one. Number two, you go to a doctor like an Andrews or somebody that the NFL teams respect. 
So when you get a, a letter from that doctor or a report from the doctor saying he's making the miraculous recovery, that goes a long way with the team either getting him as a lay-round guy or signing him and getting him into camp. Um, that's number two. The, the biggest thing is just document his rehab. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you're a later-round guy, it, it's just got to be a little bit of luck and uh, you getting on a team. Because once you get into camp, you'll prove yourself. That's the whole goal. Get him into camp. Get him healthy and in camp. And Keith Razor ended up, he ended up being a success story. He still was drafted. And you mentioned Aziz yeah. Shire. Ironically, Keith Razor was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers and actually spent a couple of seasons in the league and yeah. put in some good time before injuries finally caught up to him. But uh, it, it's the nature of the game. But again, this is why guys opt out so they can go through the process. And that is okay. I want to ask you one more here. Uh, this has taken over the tennis world, and uh, the, everybody has an opinion on it because it has to do with vaccinations, and that's Novak Djokovic. One grand slam away from being the greatest tennis player of all time. He has been a noted anti-vax advocate, and uh, he shows up in Australia after getting a medical exemption from the Australian Open, but this is a country where over 90% of people are vaccinated, and they're not happy that it seems like he is skirting the law of the country. As he tries to come in, he gets stopped at customs, and it looks like his visa is getting canceled, and he's getting sent right back to Serbia. Won't be able to play in the Australian Open. Uh, The Australian government, are they unfairly making an example of Novak Djokovic, or does he have only himself to blame here? I don't think they're making an unfair uh, choice with him. Look at the other tennis player from Australia. Last year, the, the young lady who never could go back to her country. Yeah. She was number one in the world, and uh, she couldn't go back because of their protocol. But the thing I blame here, Ken, is I blame the Australian Tennis Association. Why did they not check with the government, maybe they did, before they offered him that exemption? Uh, you know, if they had checked with them and said, hey, we're going to offer him this exemption, will you let him in? You know, I don't know if they did that and yeah, they told me yes, and now they backtrack. Here's the problem. Here's what it appears. The state... Uh, that Melbourne is located in, they gave the medical exemption, but what the Australian government is arguing is that, hey, he's coming into our country through customs, so we supersede any state judgment on this, and that's where the problem really arose. And then public perception, there was some anger, and uh, they got into a spot where it feels like they could not have let him in. Like That was not going to be good politically or publicly for the people in charge. Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, they set the precedent of who they're going to let in, and you're right that, and uh, from what I read on that, there's actually an election coming up. So <laughs> the, majority, the majority speaks that uh, Djokovic isn't coming in, and once again, you and I, Ken, are on the same page with vaccines. I yep. think it's silly that you don't get it. It saves lives, it saves symptoms, it saves the spread to the, to the extent that I think. And, uh, but it's a person's choice, just like freedom of speech. You make the choice, there are ramifications. Uh, for the choice. I'm disappointed because I love seeing him play, but it's his choice not to get it, and it's their choice not to let him in as as awful as that is, but I think it's correct. Yep, from a tennis standpoint, I'm a huge Djokovic fan. Uh, do I agree with him uh, in his his life decisions? Uh, not really, and you're right. It's a personal choice. Novak Djokovic made his choice, and there are consequences to old choices, and now he's facing the consequences, and honestly, it's as simple as as that he is no martyr make no mistake this man is not a martyr and he'll be held that way in some circles and he shouldn't be because he's not uh pat amazing stuff you're the best i appreciate you and we'll chat next week okay have a great weekend 
can. Thanks, and uh, be safe and keep training for that marathon, my friend. I will. It's coming up. We're five weeks away. We'll uh, see how my body feels as we move forward. Pat, thank you. Appreciate it, my man. That'd be good to see you. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation. That's wanttolawyerup.com. It's a Friday. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Found a few moments of Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3 as we bring in your weekend. Again, catch us 12 to 2 every day here on ESPN West Palm. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the South Florida Fair right around the corner, all your favorites. Well, they're back. Fried Oreos, live animals, the rides, the music, so much more. If you're looking for something to uh, do for the family and with the kids, well, the gift of fun and great savings is right there at the South Florida Fair. Discount tickets, they are available for you at SouthFloridaFair.com and at Publix. That includes the Mega Saver Package, four any-day admissions, two ride wristband vouchers, four $5 food tickets, a $150 value, and it's on sale now for just $98. That's insane. How do you not take advantage of that? All the fun with the family at the South Florida Fair. It opens January 14th in West Palm. Go to SouthFloridaFair.com. That's SouthFloridaFair.com. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why this happened, but this week, the, the, the buzz around ESPN West Palm has been Crocs, and specifically Christina Costanza. Tina home team who was legitimately excited about getting Crocs for Christmas. I've never heard of anything like it. Let's revisit us talking about Tina and her Crocs all the way back on Tuesday here on Ken LeVick Alive. Josh Code on the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, which by the way now is four to 5.55 here on ESPN 106.3, new time. And then Evan Cohen has you for a couple of minutes at 5.55. They're talking about what they got for the holidays, talking about the holiday season, how it treated them. Standard discussion for a radio show coming off of the holidays, right, Theo? Of course. course. Many, many, many shows did this. Tina started talking about her favorite gift. Uh, And uh, this this was Christina Costanza. Home Team Tina, or Tina Home Team. I can't remember how, what she calls herself. This was her talking about her favorite gift. I got eight pairs of shoes this year, but there was one pair I was very excited about. I got some purple glittery Crocs. Wow. Wow. I had been asking for Crocs and just wanting Crocs for so long, but I, yeah. I just, I don't know why I never bought them. And I got some cute purple glittery Crocs. All right, there's a couple of layers to that, okay? One, I've never heard anybody excited about getting Crocs. Yeah. Like ever. Ever. And not only that, it's the excitement of receiving the Crocs as a gift. The purpley Crocs. But it's also her saying, I've wanted Crocs for so long. Yeah, what? I, um, I like Tina a lot. <laughs> okay? And her and I have a really, really good relationship. And she's quirky, but in a fun way. This is the first time that I've actually felt like something disturbing has come out of her mouth. What type of human being, and have you ever met a human being that has been 100% excited, appreciative, best gift they've gotten because it's Crocs? And how many of you actually want Crocs? 
888-760-3776. I've never heard another human get excited about getting Crocs. How much are Crocs? I don't know, $5? I have no idea. Yeah, like, so why has she wanted Crocs for so long and just not went and got them? Right. She's acting like this is like a a, a, a Gucci bag. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, I've wanted Crocs I've for wanted so Crocs. Yeah, exactly. You could probably walk into a Payless, take them, and they're not going to say anything. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, we've been waiting for those shelves. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's but not buy one, get one. Just get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no buy one, get one. Yeah, yeah. it's get one. <laughs> get, get one, get, get a second out. free. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, I... I, I have never. Let's uh, let's get Tina in here. Tina, if uh, if Tina has some time, she's around. All right, Tina, you need to explain yourself with the Crocs here because I have never, ever, Please. ever in my life heard anybody a excited about Crocs and b who has opined about their quest for Crocs mm. like Tina did yesterday. Um, you realize that Crocs are like two fifty, right? Like with it with a decimal between the two and the five, yeah. right? No, like, they're not. How much are they? Are you They're wearing like them right now? They're like $55. Uh-huh. I'm not wearing them right now. I, I saw your have. purple. You I have a purple shirt. She doesn't want to get them dirty. No, I, I haven't figured out. I, well, no, actually, our, our director of marketing and content told me that if I wore them to the office, I was banned. Uh, because they're Crocs. <laughs> they're Crocs. That's why. So what if they're Crocs? They're comfy. They're Do- cute. I got two pairs for wait, Christmas, wait, wait. actually. You think, <laughs> wait, you, you got two pairs of Crocs? I got two pairs of Crocs. So, My family knew I wanted Crocs. There's one sparkly purpley, and then what was the other one? <laughs> the other one's like a light yellow. <laughs> so, so what, is, like those what is it about Crocs that are cute? Is it the fact that we can see your disgusting toes no, through them? No, you can't. Is it the fact they're, that they're like bulky and rubbery? What is it? They're, what do you mean they're comfy? You can just slide right into them. They can get wet. They're easy to wash. They're com- You can put little... Um, they're called... I forget what they're called. They're these little cute little charms you can put on the Crocs. Oh, my God. Giblets? Giblets. Giblets. Friday Night Lights knows what they are. I'm not surprised Friday Night Lights has a knowledge of I can't wait to get giblets and to literally just... Giblets? Giblets. Giblets. Isn't that what comes out of the turkey? Giblets. I don't know. I think that's a gobbler. Giblets? Giblets? I don't know. Giblets. The gobbler. I don't know. Giblets. I can't wait to just put all these cute little giblets on my Crocs. You know, a little paw print for my pups. Uh, Maybe Uh, a little mic for the radio. See? So cute! It's like personality. I'm looking at a picture right now. Everyone knows my personality on my feet. I'm looking at a picture right now of the Crocs with the giblets. Yes! Okay? You know who wears those? Children. Five-year-olds, Tina! (laughs) Five-year-olds. Kindergartners. So... It's ridiculous because, again, only little kids wear Crocs. And if you want to go out on a limb, it's people that have had their soul crushed by the pandemic or it's old people who can't bend down to put down their shoes because their joints hurt. They wear Crocs. Now, we took it to social media at KLV 106.3. I asked this week, are Crocs good? And I cannot believe it, but it looks like I'm in the minority here. I want you to listen to some of this. Kev tweets, I think Crocs are low-key cool if you can get uh, get away with wearing them. Why not? Nobody can get away with wearing them. They're Crocs. They're big and bulky, and they're made of rubber. And Tina, when she wears her yellow Crocs, she looks like she has school buses on her feet. Coach Clark tweeted, they're an interesting trend. They're the only clothing items I've seen kids wear that are just for comfort. The kids genuinely don't care what they look like. They just love the way they feel. They don't even look comfortable. They don't look comfortable. Again, they're big and they're made of rubber. Coach Dom 
tweets, man, I've been rocking Crocs since 2008. And if you ain't tried them yet, you're tripping. Go to Marshalls, TJ Maxx. They're much cheaper, especially if it's your first pair. What is happening? Crash Taylor tweets, best non-slip shoe for boarders. They're simply great. Jeanette Javier tweeted, hashtag Team Crocs. What am I missing? What am I missing here? They look hideous. They don't look comfortable. Yet here we are, grown woman Tina, acting like a five-year-old, wearing her Crocs, excited she got them for Christmas, and she has support on the internet. I give up. I guess I'm just too old and crotchety. At 37, I'm too washed to even understand what any of the trends are. What a humiliating week for me. And on that note, we're going to wrap up Ken LeVick Alive for this first week of us going to two hours here on ESPN 106.3. want to thank you for listening. want to thank you for participating. We'll talk to you Monday, noon Eastern time, noon to two. I'm Ken LeVicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Have a great weekend. Bye now.